Sing it, don't sing it. Are we done? Yeah, we good, we good. Uh, what's going on? It's another episode of uh, Above Love Podcast. It's your boy Cody. And it's your girl Jasmine. All right, all right, all right. We uh, we're here again. You know, for another episode this week. Um, a main topic of the stu- of discussion has a lot to do with uh, the intro song. Uh, Jasmine brought it to my attention. I didn't even know about what was going on. Um. Until she brought it to my attention, and so then I found out a lot, you know, a lot of stuff was kind of being spoken about it. But before we get into that, um, how was your last week? Uh, pretty hectic. You say that all the time. Because it always is, right? Uh, how was your last week? Pretty hectic. My last week was a little bit more hectic than uh, than usual. Yeah. Um, I wasn't feeling good for the the remainder of the week, so. Yeah. And I wasn't feeling good the whole week. Well, you never say anything. That's what we have to do as men. We just have to hold it together. No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. I told you that. You need to start expressing what you're going through and how you feel because I don't know that. Yeah. And, it, then, and then you want to go back and say, well, I did X, Y, Z, and I wasn't feeling good. And it's like, okay, I didn't know. That's only when it comes to arguments. When arguments come up, it's like, okay, well, I did this. You know what I'm saying? Wow, you thought I was at 100%. I wasn't at 100%. But, but that makes that invalid when you don't speak it. You can't blame me for something that I don't know. I, Men out there, you have to start talking. I'm not saying we. Bl- I'm not saying I blame you. I don't know what anybody else does. I don't blame you. I just use that as my defense whenever you say something. Um, but it, just, it can't really be a defense if I didn't know about it. it now, if I knew about it and I didn't care and didn't do anything about it, that would be an issue. Right? Yeah, that that would be another issue. Yes, but it's several times. It's but several. My whole, my whole point, Cody, is that I, I that's what I dislike the most about um, about me about you is that you feel things that you don't um, talk about. Ex- you don't externalize. You always keep everything inside, and that's not good. You know, if you're having a bad day, you're having a bad day. I, I had to learn that. I get that, but I'm saying, you know how many weeks it is to where it never comes out, to where I have to say, okay, I wasn't feeling good this week, so that's why blah. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of weeks that that happens, so it's not important to be able to even say, oh, I wasn't, I'm not feeling good this week, because you're still going to try and do, oh, I'm still going to try and do what I'm supposed to get done. You know, even when I come home and I tell you I don't feel good, I still try to get done my typical duties. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't change anything, so me saying something... It didn't really change much unless... But you need to vocalize what you need. And, and and sometimes I don't even need anything. I just work through it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I come home, I might have had not, a... You're not working through it. Yes, I am. Because I, I'm working through it because you might not know what I have gone through the week prior. Whenever I was going through something, you know what I'm saying? You might not have known that. And I still... Everything seemed regular to you. But it wasn't because I was going through something and I didn't bring you into it because I didn't feel like it was a need to. And so the next week, that's a whole nother 
battle. You know what I mean? And just piles on. You guys try to hold on to stuff that you shouldn't have to hold on to. It's okay to say, I'm not okay. You don't have to, you know, because, I mean, that's kind of like the the plight of the black. Plight. Plight. Yeah. Of the black woman, right? We want to be strong. We want to put all these, and not just black women, women, period. But I know, um, you know, for black women, there's a lot of pressure on us, especially a lot of us are single moms, and we feel like we need to do everything, and we don't vocalize, you know, especially in relationships, even those that are in relationships, we don't vocalize what we need to our spouses, and I just feel like men, you know, strong men, do the same thing. They Really? Are you playing music on No, that? no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just opened my phone up. Go ahead. Well, I was trying to help a brother out, but I guess a brother don't want to be helped out. No, man, I just don't be, I really don't be trying to hear that, man, because I, I think part of being a man is sucking it up and doing what you got to do. And I know that's kind of old school, but sometimes we still have to do that. Because if we put too much pressure, y'all already have a lot of pressure on you. You know what I mean? Y'all y'all are double minorities out here, especially if you're in the workforce. We're a, we're, we're a single minority. You know what I'm saying? We're just black. You know what I mean? Y'all are black and y'all are women. So y'all have a lot of things. And some of y'all are... Our parents as well, so that's triple. You know, well, it's not a minority, but that's that's three things that you have to deal with um, outside of just normalities of being um, just being a, a citizen, being a person. But you guys have being, to understand too that you're a human, just like women. We're human. Right. Everybody's in the, in the household are human beings, have feelings, have emotions. It's okay to express them, whether you want anything to be done about them or not. But it's important to start vocalizing those things. And, I just, and I'm just saying that from my own personal experience, because I used to go, 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 go. And even if I wasn't feeling good or wasn't tired, like even at work, if I was sick, I would just go to work and plow through it. Even if, even if I have sick time, you know, I would never just want to take sick leave, you know, just just being stupid. And um, now I learned that, you know, if I'm not feeling good, if I have the time to take off, take off, it's going to be okay. Those things can wait. If I'm not feeling good when I come home, to say, hey, Cody, I'm not feeling good, right? It's better to say that than to keep all that stuff inside and then have mood swings and attitudes and, you know, you not know what's going on and me trying to act like I'm okay when I'm not. That's not healthy. No, nah, it's not. But I can remember, um, man, it was probably last month or something like that that I had gone through something at work. And um, you had called me when, right when I was about to leave the gym. It was about... Uh, an issue with JR in the right class and stuff like that. And so you were fussing at me about it. And I had some things bottled in from work, but I never had an opportunity to even say anything to you. Not to say that I would have, but I never even had the opportunity to. And so you were lashing out about the situation, which, you know, I understand that situation. But at the same time, I was talking to you. I was driving through traffic. It was raining. I had to get downtown to go to a meeting. Like it was a lot. You know what I'm saying? And so. I didn't even tell you about what happened with work. You found out, I guess, from my mom, because my mom called me probably like an hour later, and I was in traffic, you know, headed to the meeting or whatever, and I told her what happened at work, and you said that she had called you. I called or, her. Or you had talked some type of way y'all had, had a conversation that I didn't, you know, I didn't know y'all had a conversation until I had talked but to you. But that's my point, Cody. It's like, and then you held that against me, well... Why are you going off Because, like, you know, when I was trying to tell you the situation about there, I used to see, like, you just wasn't caring. And I was passionate about it. So, of course, I'm like, listen to me. And you were like, well, I, I, you know, I'm going through, 
you finally later on told me that and it's like and you held that particular situation against me because well I've been going through it, all this stuff and it's I didn't know but see that was that current day that's what happened that day I didn't have an opportunity to even unwind you had been going through stuff all week yeah, yeah, but that, right. that that day was the highlight of it, though. Like, right, it was, but if you don't vocalize what's going on with you on a regular basis, I don't, I don't know. Right, and so what I can because if you had told me, hey, I'm having a bad week at the very very beginning, the next day it's still a bad week. The next day, if I call you after work and you seem kind of distant, okay, I can it's it's drilled into my mind that okay, he's probably had another bad day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely understand. I think the um, the underlining factor of that is communication. I need to communicate better, uh, especially if I'm going through something. So you can actually know my mood before you actually see and feel my mood. Yes, it will help that us out tremendously, especially not having to go through unnecessary arguments because I don't know and you're holding what I don't know against me. I got you, I got you. Um, sorry, we, uh, that was the introduction, but, um, I want y'all to actually know, uh, the in- actual intro that we played, you know, that was, a uh, old Trick Daddy song, uh, I'm a Thug was the song, and, um, that was done for a reason, because a major topic of discussion that, uh, Jasmine and I have been partaking in for the past couple of days had to do with that, uh, it had to do with, uh, the Thug mantra i guess it, uh, mentality mentality uh not even necessarily mentality just the exterior you know what i'm saying i yes. think it's more the exterior than, than the interior well, so what my husband is trying to get to eventually <laughs> <laughs> sorry um Slim thug was on 97.9 and he was talking to the mad hatter well the mad hatter was interviewing Slim thug and um i didn't go back and actually listen to all of the interview because I really don't understand how they got on the subject of Sierra and Russell Wilson. But I guess they had asked him about what he thought about the relationship. And his response was that he feels like she's just only in it for financial stability. That it's not real. Because how can a girl that used to date someone like Future go and date a corny dude? And then he said that, well, I don't want to say corny dude because I'm hating. Um, but that was after he said... That was after he said uh, a couple of other things. He said he uh, mentioned. But he called him a square. He called him. He ended up. He, he eventually called him a square. But he was saying like a, a street dude. How do you go from dating a street dude to um, a corny, a corny well, a guy? Dude, a, a dude that you just think is corny because he's not from the streets. Not even necessarily that. A dude that you just think is corny because. Go now. Okay, later. Later, okay? His feelings are deeply hurt. Yes, they are. He's sensitive like you. Oh, really? Like me? I wouldn't have expressed it. I would have walked in the room and I probably would have cut up some of y'all clothes. Uh, Why? Because I encourage him to to express it because I know that he has a tendency of being like you. And I don't want him to be that way. All right. Well, we're we're jumping around. Uh, We still need to continue talking about what we were saying about Slim Thug. Um, He was talking... Uh, not necessarily just, you know, uh, pouring salt on uh, Russell uh, Wilson, but he was saying that he didn't see how a woman goes from a street guy 
to a straight laced uh, kind of cat. First of all, I don't really know too much about futures. He really truly a street guy. He's not. And, okay. Well, and I can't say that. I can't verify that. But I'm uh, from sources. He wasn't really out there doing all kind of crazy. Like his his family members were out there really in the streets, and he was there, but he was more so. He used to ghost write. He used to ghost write, um, do a lot for like Goody Mob and stuff like that. You know, Goody Mob. That's I say old school, but I say nineties. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so he was around then, around that time, and um, he wasn't necessarily one of the guys that was out there doing the, especially the stuff the, that he says the, now. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, if I, I know a lot of rappers just because they rap about the streets, but it doesn't mean that they really right, street. right, right, right. I I don't know. I and I don't want to get that far into it. I kind of want to. I kind of want to deal with it on the service level because okay. some people feel like that way. Because I feel out with Slim. Thug. Me and Slim Thug ain't cool, but I feel out with him on Twitter. Um, man, this had to be what, four years, at least four years ago on Twitter because he said something about uh. Squares went to school or something like that. I'm not a square that went to school. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I went to school, but I ain't no square. Like, how you just gonna? But you have to understand, see, um, what you don't get is that um, people that grow up in certain environments, they look at, you know, being smart and going to school and getting a decent job, all that is lame. Squares, it's not cool. Yeah. Cool is defined as. Being in the street, having your pants hanging down, um, you know, looking a certain way, being a certain way, mm. you know, and to be honest, um, people that, to be honest, when you, it's, it's like, you know how it is when you're in high school, right? The popular crowd. Well, you probably don't know because you've always been part of the popular crowd. I wasn't necessarily all part of I, I played sports, so that just put me in a, you know, I had... A, a certain, I had, I had a certain amount of friends just because I played sports, and then you were in the popular crowd. Whatever. Could I always want to relate to something. No, because you be always trying to make it seem <laughs> like I was just—I wasn't necessarily that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I was—I was just cool. I was just chilling. You know what I mean? I wasn't like what you would call popular. I wasn't what you would call lame. You know what I'm saying? I was cool with a lot of extremely popular people. Uh, well, I was cool. Let's with, do a survey with all your high school friends. Was Cody popular or unpopular? Cool or uncool, man. And see, I don't even, I don't even see how you can actually draw a line between. But I'm just of those. saying, though, like you don't. I'm just saying that you were a part of the popular crowd, and you didn't go to high school with me, so you you making that determination based off of. It's not true. I don't. I wouldn't say I was just popular like that. Cody's one of those people that you know when Drake came out, it started from the bottom. Now, now I'm here. <laughs> so I ain't he, so, he wants to be started from the bottom. You didn't start from the bottom. Oh, so I ain't start from the bottom. No, you didn't start from the bottom. I didn't. No, you didn't. I started from the bottom. No, people that start from the bottom, it's it's not just financial; it's mentality too. Ah, uh, okay. Elaborate a little bit, because I'm, I'm not following you right there. But I'm just saying, people that truly, for me, people who truly start from the bottom are people. It's not just the financial. Um, okay, I started off with my own, I, I started, I had to do my own thing. It's a mentality, too, because some people don't even have, um, the wits. They have to gain, they have to gain everything through mistakes in life, right? They have to gain everything they didn't know. They're not set with some type of foundation. So, what was a, so the, you, I'm just saying you were in a two-parent household. You right. were set with some, I mean, even though it wasn't a perfect situation, 
you were still set with a certain type of foundation that someone else, a lot of other people were not. Are you including yourself in that? Are you saying you were not? I didn't say start from the bottom. Okay, I'm just asking because I'm, I'm trying to see the correlation between the two. Well, okay. back to what we were saying, I guess. Yeah, because you keep on you keep on going off on tangents. No, I keep on trying to bring I just it out there. Make comments in you, in you, in your nah, feelings. Nah, because I like to elaborate. You, know, you want to in your feelings challenge right now? I will definitely. I will definitely not. <laughs> I will definitely not. I just I like to get uh some type of elaboration for things that you say, so I can kind of understand what you're saying before we move on to but the next part. Okay, I just like in high school. When uh, the popular crowd and everyone wants to be part of the popular crowd and the people that are into the books and, you know, the goody two-shoe people, you know, they get talked about, they get, you know, pranks and all kinds of stuff, bullied and blah, 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 blah. Most of the time, those are the people that go out in life and actually be successful. Right. And the people that were popular, not all, not everybody, no, but most a, of the time, a lot of the times. people that were popular... They really go out and like either they become bums or they really don't really do too too much. They peak in high school. Right. Yes, I get I get that. I get you. And um so um back to Slim Thug, uh he feels like he went up, grew up in an environment to where cause I grew up in a similar environment to where a lot of black people think that just because you're smart and all that stuff, and you're into academics, you're white. You know, you relate more to the white people. Because black people over here were cool, forget those books. And I don't even know how that mentality even started, to be honest. But um, Slavery days. And then after even, even after we were slaves, we still looked at uh, things that was done, um, like white people, versus what we were doing. That was always considered better, higher class, things, things like that. And so... That mentality kind of um, it continued, you know what right. I mean, and so it continues today. Yeah. Just like when I was told, when I was growing up, I was told that I sound white. Do I sound white? I don't know. There's no such thing as sound white, and I hate that because people say sound white. It's like it's not sound white. You just you, you articulate yourself in in a, in a nice manner. You know what I mean. So that has nothing to do with sounding white, sounding black, because you have white people that talk just like black people and you wouldn't even know if they were white or black right. if you talked to them on the phone. Right. You know what I mean? So that, that has nothing to do with what you mean or what you say sound white and sound black. But some people only that's have... That's the kind of mentality. Right. Yes. Some people only have that. That's as, mentality. Just like yeah. my brother Day Day when he first came. And we, went, we, we were living... I mean, our neighborhood was okay, but it wasn't like, you know, we, you know not like uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z. You know, we made it. You it know, wasn't we, even. It know, wasn't even. It wasn't it was even. It was just a start. It was, it was just a start. start. It wasn't where. It wasn't even where we live now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that no, was no that comparison. Was, right. That's where we started at. And yeah. That's, right. And when he first got here, you know, it's not. And it's crazy things. I grew up in the same environment that he grew up. He was like, "Oh, y'all got grass like white people." And I'm like, "Dude, I mean, I can understand if you never saw grass before, but you know, Grandpa had grass in his yard. Like, what do you?" What are you talking about? But see, I, I had a, a conversation with a partner of mine um, this past Friday at that event we had. He's from uh, the west side of Chicago. And I always said he was from the southwest side of Chicago. And he, you know, he corrected me. And he was like, stop saying. He said, I ain't from the southwest side of Chicago. He said, I'm from the west side. He said, the south side uh, folks in Chicago were pretty boys and they had grass. And I was like, what? 
And he said they had grass, so they they were and they were pretty boys or whatever. But he said that was told that was totally different from yeah. them because they didn't have any grass. And he, he's from the projects too. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I mean, like in places like Chicago or New York, whatever, they mostly built up. It's not like Houston. Exactly. Exactly. Right? They built up, so a lot of those places and lots don't really have grass. Or it's not maintained. Then they, they, they grew up in. The country where there was nothing but grass. Okay, stop saying his name over and over again. I'm just saying, like, I didn't know what, I didn't understand his mentality and what he meant by that. Yeah, and the reason, the reason behind that, I think, is because you experienced um, more. You, you, you had more of a broad horizoning. Like, um, you, you went to um, the program out there, Fort Valley. Uh, what was that? The middle school program that y'all went to, or whatever. Y'all had that, and then you also were able to just go different places you weren't just restricted to that yeah. one environment so you saw different things and you saw people live differently even if you you know were below the poverty below the poverty line or at the poverty line or something like that in a different state it's different it's just it's just different yeah. and but you can't explain that i guess what i'm trying to get at it's just his state of mind because it's not even like how your homeboy probably really don't have grass not used to seeing grass. Like people in Arizona, in certain like desert environments, they don't really see grass. Mm-hmm. But they, they, he's seen grass. Grandpa has grass. He used to live in his mom used to live in the house next to our house that had grass. So it's it's just his state. You have to just think about that, like his state of mentality to where. And then our next door neighbor was our was a first grade teacher, and she was always in her yard. And she always had beautiful grass like they always were in, they they were known for having a good yard the house next to them had a good yard so it's like it's not like you've never seen grass and for you to come to to houston into my neighborhood and we had a very small lot compared to the lots of the houses back home in missouri because like in houston your lot sizes mostly if you're within the city are very small right and we didn't water our grass like that it wasn't like our grass is well manicured. Nah, but we, we, we watered it for a while until I got that one big bill. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't... I, I wouldn't say that um, if you pull up to our, my, our yard, you'd be like, ooh, wow, they have a good yard. They have a beautiful yard. No. Nah. It was like... I mean, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't as nice until we were trying to sell it. Then, right, it, then it looked right. nicer. It still just wasn't... Right, it was, you know, I, it was all right. So that's his mentality, to, to step up to that and say... Oh, y'all got grass like white people. Right, right, right. But so, let's bring it. Let's bring it back yeah, to the. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. Uh, so you have to understand the mentality that Slim Thug is is in. He's probably in something very similar to that. Oh, that we're thinking he's. Yes. In. That we're thinking. Yes. So for him to say that, okay, I don't believe someone like Sierra that would date someone like Future would just go to be with someone like uh, Russell Wilson. But at the end of the day, women are not attracted just to um, what someone wants to try to be. Because a lot of times, especially with Future, he's just trying to be something. Russell Wilson is. So what is what what, what do you think Future was trying to be? Future is trying to be this 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 um how can you say it um most rap artists try to have this um persona 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 that actually okay keep going okay i get i get go ahead and with that 
try to maintain that persona, they're not real to their true self. They try to act like to the world, I'm this and I'm that because I want to be cool. I want to sell records. So just the persona, right. basically. But they want to have Russell Wilson. Uh, he's a talented football player. He is that. He's not trying to be that. He is that. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear, I hear exactly what you're saying with that. Um, I also <laughs> do feel um, women are attracted to the dangerous person. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel women are er, in their early ages. They're attracted to a dangerous person well, because, because I guess you feel like um, someone, aka so-called thug. Um, there's some type of mystery. There's some type of um, I guess. Curiosity. Mystique. Yeah, some curiosity. And you you feel kind of protected, you know. Especially if you're a black woman and you may have daddy issues. You know, you kind of feel protected. (coughs) You know, this person I know is going to have my back. You know, I'm going to be good. You know, you kind of have that, you know. I don't know. It's just the energy that those people kind of like. But it's it's excitement as well, though, right? It's excitement. Right, because danger. You, I mean, every everybody danger is a little bit exciting, right? Okay. Did you like street dudes growing up? No, I wouldn't say that. I would. I would go straight. Did you date dudes. street dudes growing up? Yes. Why did you end up dating? Why did you date street dudes? Well, I mean, I can't really relate to this situation because I I didn't have a type. It wasn't like I went out for street dudes. I actually like people for their actual personalities because I dated all kinds of. I didn't date just street dudes. And I guess he's coming at Sierra because all she's known for is dating street dudes. Lies. That's what people. That's what people. Bow Wow about. is a street dude. People, because he's a rapper. Ba- he's been a rapper since eight, like six or seven I'm just or eight. Saying, uh, people. <coughs> since he's a rapper, he's labeled as a street dude. No, he's like he might be labeled as a dangerous dude because he has a lot of women around him and he has a lot of opportunity to do whatever he want to do or do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Maybe but, then, that. but then it's like some thug's mentality is like, why would you want to be with somebody that cheats on you, especially while you're pregnant? And why would you think that, you know, just because I'm with someone that's treating me right, that's loving me, he's corny. That's a corny dude because he's faithful to his wife. He's there for his kids. I went on future social media. Maybe he's just not on social media like that. Whereas I don't see anything about him and his son. And my, my, my thing is... Him calling a cat corny because he doesn't see him do currently doing the things that he considers quote unquote street. He doesn't know this man's background. He doesn't know people's background. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever he said that about me, whenever I told you I blocked, we had a beef and I blocked him on Twitter. He didn't know I blocked him, but I blocked him. You know what I'm saying? Because he pissed me off. He don't know my background. He don't know what I've been through. He don't know anything I've done. He don't know if I have street credibility. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't know any of that. But just to generalize it and say. Okay, y'all, yeah, you went to school, graduated from school. Oh, yeah, you a square. It's like, no. But I think that's that's a possible in, just being inferior. At, but at, at the same time, let me say this, too. When people say square, a lot of people say, uh, I'm not going to say a lot of people, uh, street dudes kind of use that as a term to where you're no longer active in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So that doesn't necessarily mean you haven't been active in the streets or did things that they have done. It just means that you're not currently doing that. So when he said when he said corny, you know that kind of 
that kind of um, it was it was at a higher level than just you know than just that. Yeah. So the early he, dictionary says a square is a dumb and confused person who is just plain, boring, and basic. You said Urban Dictionary? Yes. I don't fool with Urban but Dictionary. I'm saying, I see what you're saying. I'm saying like the square is defined as someone being boring and basic. Right. So the things that Russell Wilson are doing seem boring and basic to well, dudes that want to be out there. Well, and I'm going to just say this, and I ain't hating. I ain't shooting no slugs at a uh, Slim Thug or anything, but maybe that was one of the reasons why you lost Latoya Luckett. Maybe. I don't know, because maybe you were still trying to be uh, real, doing all, doing whatever you consider real or whatever, and you might have lost somebody that was really, really uh, a good catch for you. That could have really helped you out. You could have been a better person for that. Not necessarily saying you're not a good person now, but just saying you might have missed out on true love yeah. at that point. And because a lot of people that are, I guess, consider themselves in the street, I can't speak for every. Is every so-called thug or street person is not unfaithful, but you know a lot of men that are in the streets are in the streets for a reason. They don't have a stable household, right? Do you agree with me? Most of them that are out there in the streets, they don't really have a stability. Possibly, yeah. yeah. So they're out there looking for something, or they feel like they they have the need to feel like they need to be more and better than what they came from. Or the fact that they don't have anything and they're working. To have something, just to say they have it, because a or, lot of them are not working just to, to. A lot of them are not working to get something to further be better. They. Just, I'm not gonna say that. I wouldn't say that. I say a lot of them. They're working for something, but they don't necessarily know how to take that and transition into something a little bit more positive. They might just get stuck at ground one because they don't know any better. They don't have any guidance or whatever. And and so when you don't have any guidance and you you know if you're in the streets and stuff like that. You look up to people that are still in the streets, but they're a little, you know, they're, they're level four. You're on level one, you know, so you want to get on level four. So what you're doing is sticking straight to the streets. That's not necessarily being cooler. That has nothing to do with you being more more real than anybody else. That just means you don't have any any any, any OGs because people talk about OGs. OGs don't necessarily mean that somebody that um is trying to show you the game. No, this is just an older cat that's giving you game on life, not just right, on the right, game, not just right. on the game. And people don't understand that, you know what I'm saying? And so, but, but, but I'm just trying to put my my uh, mind from somebody that's in the streets. Okay, okay. If, you're, if I'm in the streets, I don't have a fan, I don't have a strong foundation family wise. Maybe my dad's not in the household, my mom's not in the household, or both. So um, the family foundation is shaking up. Right. So if I see someone. That is coming from a household that has a family foundation, right? This yeah. person is going to Chuck E. Cheese with their their child. Mm. This person is doing all this with, for their wife, all mm. romantic and all that stuff. It's lame. I'm going to see that as lame. That's lame. I'm, I'm not used to seeing all that. Yeah, that's lame because the reason why some the reason why uh, a person in the the predicament that you're talking about would say it's lame is because the people that they deem as being cool they don't do that. Right. So they it's, abuse their they either abuse their women or treat their women like property. That you used to you call cool what you're used to seeing on a regular basis, but actually that's not cool. All right, I, I definitely agree with that. That's not cool at all. Um, none of that's cool, man. I think um, anybody that calls somebody an OG and you have an OG and that OG is still putting you on street stuff, that's not your real OG. That OG hadn't even learned himself. That OG did not have an OG. 
So you're learning from somebody that's just like you teaching somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So you need to get you need to get with somebody that actually has been through something and it actually has um, gained something out of whatever they've gone through. When I say gain something, I mean gain a relationship with their child, uh, with their uh, child's mom, with their wife. You know what I'm saying? Like something in or the community. Or someone that's just treating a woman. It doesn't necessarily have to be men. Someone that right. knows how to treat a woman. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what you need to learn from. Don't be learning from these cats that's out there taking penitentiary chances just to be doing it. I understand some people take penitentiary chances to, to get where they need to get. I understand that. Trust me, I understand that. Do what you got to do until you get to a point to where you don't have to do it anymore. Because that's what America was built on. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, a lot of people did a lot of illegal stuff, especially around the coast. You know what I'm saying? New York, it, Miami, and everything. It, it, a lot of them did that. And so now it's illegal. And so now they forced it into a legal hustle to where they can look down on other things. So I, I, want, I want the people that the, out there to... Um, actually realize you have to turn it into something yeah. that's legit. And when you say that, it reminds me, because it's sad when someone does turn into something legit, but they still can't shake that street mentality. Yeah. They still feel like they have to be in there because uh-huh. they have to still maintain that coolness. It's, I think that's something that happened with my brother. You know, I still have to uh, be cool. You know, uh, people saying that I've, I've, I've changed. I got to show them I haven't changed. It's okay to change. You're supposed to change. You're not supposed to be who you were two years ago. Or not even a year ago. Heck, yeah. heck, I say six months ago. Uh, you know, you're supposed to be constantly evolving. You're, supposed to, you're not supposed to be the person that you were yesterday. Um, I've definitely dealt with that um, on several levels. I have people that, you know, call me, oh, you're not the same. You're not Coco Bell. You're not Coco Bell. You're not da 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 da. I'm like, nah, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I got a wife, I got a kid. Uh, I got a lot of things I'm trying to do in the community. You know what I'm saying? I got a career that I'm working on. This is what I'm about at this point. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I, I don't need to prove anything to anybody anymore. You know what I'm saying? Whatever whatever I've proven, whatever I've done is done. You know what I'm saying? If, if that's not enough for you to respect me for being at the level wherever I was, you know what I'm saying? Then it is what it is. I don't, I don't care about that. Because, you know, you're always going to have people that are going to try to push you back into something that, you used to be and those are not your friends those are not people that are actually supporting you people that actually support you are going to tell you hey you need to change Mm -hmm. you need to do this Mm -hmm. you need to be over here and not over there right that ain't cool anymore right and um and we have to um understand that you know it's okay because i know especially going coming from a small town and i know this is not just small town issues but you know a lot of times people really do they want to keep you in that small town mentality, they want you, they want to keep you um, where you were in high school. They want to keep you where you. Sometimes they want to keep you where you were in elementary school, you know. And um, even with me, you know, I've had friends from back home uh, say when I had came home and I was like, I want to go out with the girls. You know, I'm not saying any names, but this person told me, oh, okay, but I just want to let you know that everyone thinks that you think you're better than everybody. Well, how does everybody think that I'm better than them? What have I done? I haven't been around you guys. You guys don't even know me. I haven't been around you guys in years. How do you think? Why do you think that? And the only thing I can think of that is because, oh, well, she had moved away. Uh, or she's in Houston. Or, or right. you know. Or could it, could it have been that you hadn't been in contact with anybody? Or it, been in contact with any of uh, that particular crowd to where they feel like you cut them off? And then now you're coming back? I don't know. 
Could it have been that? I don't know. Because I know, when, but because I don't even you, know if that when, when that person told me it was that was valid yeah. information. Right, right, right. But I, when I went around the girls, I mean, it was just a long time ago. But when I went around the girls, no one acted any kind of way towards right, me. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, right. But just it kind of hurt me because it was like I want to hang out with you guys. I grew up with you guys. Yeah. And for someone to say, well, everyone thinks that you're better than everyone. Why? Or that they, they think that you think yeah. you're better than yeah. Because I don't care where I am in life, and you can speak for me. I'm down to earth. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I think um, the bigger issue comes to where you open up your heart too much, uh, just the people, and then they let you down, and you're like, you know, damn, you know, I thought I thought I would be able to help this person. This person might be able to help me. We can be good friends. Da 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 da. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you end up okay. Give, scrape my heart, sweep my heart up, put it in my pocket. Uh, next situation, put whatever is in the dustpan back out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Try again. Up, right. oh, nah. They they well, chopped I mean, it up and it, took a little bit a more. Lot, a lot of that is people looking on the outside. People don't take the time to actually get to know people from the inside. They see the outside. Oh, you drive this. Oh, you you drive this certain type of car. You must think that you're better than everybody. And it's how do you know that I think I'm better than everybody just because. I drive a certain type of car. You know, right. I didn't have a vehicle until I was, what, 23 years old? Until you got married to me. Right. And I gave you my vehicle. Right. I didn't go out and buy that vehicle. Right. But, you know, even your mom experienced this. No. She got judged, you know, maybe because she's a little light-skinned and she was driving a Lexus. No, I don't say that. Don't Mom, mom, mom say she ain't light-skinned. She say brown. She say that she, all the time. She's brown. brown. She, nah, she's more than she's more than a tan brown. But yeah. But but people do judge people based off of silly things like that. Right, right, right. That's absolutely true, man. And it's um it's something we need to do to um help uplift each other. And we still need to um we need to come together, man. I mean, if we're not gonna come together now, then we're never gonna do yeah. it. This is a time to where we all need to congregate. Right. You know. Because I, mean? I, I feel like the focus. Especially in the black community, we're so focused on the outward stuff, what other people are doing to us. What about what we're doing to each other? And and that has to be, and I don't care what people say, it can't be de- dealt with simultaneously. It has to be dealt with first. Well, how are we treating each other? No, no, no. I have a friend right now that uh, stay with her family, and they're in a beautiful home. And I was like, wow, you know, this would be amazing to be able to stay with family and they've been staying together for years. And be financially sound, right? And be in a beautiful house to be able to share that. But we're out here too busy competing against each other. Yeah. Yeah, That that that's the upsetting part. Because um, we want to do better than the other person. Like, we don't want to see everybody do well. We're we, scared for someone else to... To be better than us. But what, what? But at the end of the day, guess what? It's always going to be somebody that has something more or better. Right. Always. Right. We can get a, a $1 million mansion. Guess what? There's people out there with a with a $10 million mansion. And then you looking at your stuff like, uh, this ain't nothing. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wherever you are in life, if you have clean running water, you are beyond blessed. Right. Right. I even I hate saying blessed because it kind of seems like people who don't have that water they're not blessed. Not they the, are blessed, but in in different ways. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. But you should be grateful. If but how, how are they blessed? How are they blessed? People that don't have running water, how are they blessed? Well, see, blessings are... As human beings, we look at blessings as monetary, material stuff. Correct. So, there's a blessing to not... There's a blessing of having minimum. Because when you have minimum, you learn how to live life very simple. You don't complicate life. You don't... When you're so used to having stuff, you kind of go into life, I got to have, I got to have, I got to have, I got to have, I got to have. And that's and when you be that way, you get into debt because yeah. I'm trying to have. Right. So you have all this stuff and people are like, okay, they're blessed, but no, not. Because if you check my bank account, I'm struggling to keep all this up. Right. But people who have minimum, they are so used to not having minimum. So when they actually go out in life, you know, they can build wealth. Like my grandpa, like you could build wealth without and, a high school education. Right, without a high school education, having a, a minimum wage job because he's, you're used to, you know how to turn a nickel into a hundred dollar bill. And you never use debt. Any debt you had, you paid it off and cut the credit card right afterwards. Yeah, type you, stuff. Because you don't have the mentality of the to world. Want, 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 of want, the world, yes. exactly, exactly. I definitely agree with that. I kind of, um, I kind of envy. Um, that type of uh, drive and desire, I envy that man. Um, yeah, I, I definitely envy that because that's the way to be. Right. That is exactly the way everything should be done. Um, credit card should be only if you need it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I try, I talked to because Kim and I we were talking about this like last year because I had got to the point where all my life I'm, I was just so used to cheating. Achieving, 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 being top this, being top that, and being in high competitive environments all throughout my entire life. And then I get out here in the world, in the real world, I mean, it's still, there's still competition. There's always going to be competition. But I got to the point where I realized, okay, I never fully just stopped and just embraced my accomplishments. Okay, I accomplished something great, happy for that moment of time, and then I'm moving on to the next thing. Okay, I accomplished that. Great for that moment in time, and then I'm moving on to the next thing. And it's like, at what point am I going to stop chasing success? Right, but that um, that attitude is what drew me in. Um, just because of the way, the way you accomplish certain things and the way you were moving, and I tried to talk to you, and you didn't want to talk to me. And I was like, okay, you know, wow, she didn't want to talk to me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a good catch. You know what I'm saying? Like she don't want to, she don't want to fool me at all. Okay, cool. But you were so focused on what you had going on, you were accomplishing things. Like you were being deanless, like all of that stuff, honors, convocation, everything. And whenever I, um, you know, would say congratulations about grandma, would even show up for your your events and stuff like that. The honors convocation, convocation is what it is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's honest complication or whatever. And grandma show up and she, you know, she'll tell me that you went up there. This is, you know, after the fact that we have been talking for a while and seeing all that. I'm like, damn, you know, she really doing her thing. But you never batted an eye. Yeah. Like you always had your eye on the next thing. It was like, yeah, but I got to, well, I got to get the, I got to get the UT well, and I got to do this. Kind of deterred me from that is okay. Here I am. I'm probably helped over 50 people and probably more graduates. Am I not lying? I, I tutored. I was always, I'm, I mean, I'm not bragging about myself. This is just fact. I was 
I was almost always the smartest person in the room. Uh-huh. Almost. Um, or the second smartest, you know, at least number three, you know. So I helped a lot of people. I did, I did by the time I was twenty two years old, I had done so much stuff. I know when I got married, people were like, Oh, you still have a lot of life to live. But people don't understand. I've been to half of the United States already, outside of the United outside of the country. I I'd done a whole lot of things. I had accomplished a whole lot of stuff. I had a resume that impressed executives at, you know, oil and service gas companies when I went to interview. Wow, your resume is very impressive. Wow. You know, and um, I went for my first interview, so I thought I had the cat in the bag, right? Or first of all, before I the even, one they flew you out to. Yeah, but before then, right? Before even then, I tried to get into uh, graduate school, right? Mm. I had everything: the grades, the the um, the resume, the the references. I had awesome Experience. references. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I had awesome references. Right. So, and I didn't get in. So, okay, I'm experiencing failure really for like the first time in my life. And I'm just like, okay, what's going on? Okay, whatever. I'll try again. And I, and I applied. I applied to many schools. And couldn't get in. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Then, okay, so I got interviewed. I got, you know, calls from some really, really great companies. And was getting offered a lot of money. Right? It was like sick. You know, when I told this person, I even was on the phone interviewing and I told them, you know, what I wanted to make. And I thought it was pretty high just having a bachelor's degree because I know I wasn't going to the master's degree. And the man laughed at me and said, we could do better than that. I was like, really? So, and then they flew me out to Houston and... Put us in the hotel and everything. I remember that. And, and I had, had an excellent interview. Uh, had an excellent interview. You had a fallback too. Didn't, didn't you have to it the next day because they had to get the hotel for the next yeah, day? I, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, mean, I, I was there. Because I was yeah, there. Cause, cause, I was there. I, I really was only supposed to be there for that one day. But they really, they were going to give me the job offer. It was like one of those things where you just knew they were going to give me the job offer. You know, because the interview, the 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 hour interview that was supposed to be turned into a whole day event. They wanted me, and um, so <clears throat> I don't know what happened, but didn't get it. didn't get the call. that I 
helped graduate from Fort Valley State University, all the people I helped graduate from UT Austin, they went off to get PhDs, to get doctorates, <coughs> and, you know, pharmacy degrees. Like, they went off and, and flourished, right? And it's like, okay, God, what... What what are you, what are you what are you saying? What are you what are you doing? What do you want for me? You know, and it just hit me that you're constantly trying to accomplish, accomplish, accomplish. You just need to be still. So I I was still, and I did a job that I, I really didn't like, but I did my best in that job. And even when I told the person the the manager that I wanted to leave. You know, I'm not going to get into details, but I wanted to leave, and they were begging me to stay. Well, what, what, what you want to do? I mean, it's like, who does that? I, I felt like they were um, BSing me because who does that? This manager asked me, I was hired for a specific job title in a specific position. I'm quitting. I thought they were just going to be like, adios, senorita, you know, but... This man had asked me what it is that you want to do. So, you know, I just threw something out there. I, I went to school for geochemistry. That's what my desire to be geochemistry. I want to, you know, I told him what I wanted to do. And he said, we'll, we'll set up a lab for you. And I was like, really? I, I really felt like they were just trying to get me to stay. And it was just, you know, okay, so I am good, but why do I not feel good? Why do I not feel like I'm accomplishing anything? Because I felt like I needed to be at a certain place. And I wasn't there. A lot of people don't know this story because I didn't get to where I thought I was going to be. And in the place that I'm at now, you know, you know, a lot of people hadn't had even heard of where I work at now. And, you know, so many things are working out and, 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 the, and the wheels are turning. And I just want people to understand, like, you know, just this. This mentality that we have to have that we feel like we have to constantly accomplish, that we can't even appreciate where we are and and learn from where we are and take those lessons on to the next step if we're supposed to be there. Right. And um, don't let it uh, fool anybody. Uh, where she is now, she's been moving up the chain, um, possibly would still be moving up the chain with some uh, upcoming events throughout the next couple of years for sure um she's doing a lot and it's hard work does a lot um for you period and so whenever you do a lot of hard work whether or not she comes home crying which she has uh whether or not you come home and you know you, you're stressing over what's going on because of the situation of you being at work and you're you're the only you're a double minority at work you know what i'm saying and so you, you want people to take you serious and things like that um I get to a point to where I can't really say too much. I just have to be there, you know what I'm saying, just to listen and just, you know, just to see how far she's come and where she is now. Um, I can't really explain it. I can't put it in words. I try to articulate it the best way I can, but yeah. But, guess what? I did, but I did all that without trying to get there. I kind of just focus on, I, just, I don't know if people will even understand that. Because when you met me, I had a five-year goal. These are my goals. This is what I'm going to do. And I did every single one. And no dude was in none of it. You didn't want to get married or anything. But I'm talking about academics. No, I get it. I get it. I'm saying you said your five-year goal. But, yeah, no dude but was in I it. But I had goals, and I did those goals. Yeah. So, 
I was so used to always, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing I have to accomplish? But when I actually just stopped and, and just kind of be still and, and appreciate where I, I was and just try to learn from where I was, I grew. Without even trying to grow. And got into positions that I wasn't even trying to be in, to be honest. And I learned from that. And where I'm at now, I'm not trying to be okay. I need to be this. I need to be that. I need to be making that much money. No, because whatever God has for me, it's going to happen. I'm just learning and growing where I'm at. And guess what? There's some uprooting trying to going on right now, and I don't. And it's it's just it's just a lot, but it's but it's just me not trying. For the first time in my life, I didn't really have to try. I didn't have to write that down as a goal and try to force it to happen. And and that's a, and that's a very beautiful thing that I'm going through right now in my life because I was so used to being competing, have to be better than everybody, having that pressure on myself. And I just learned to just be me because me uh, being uh, smart and being a teacher, those were all the qualities that I had. It wasn't necessarily things that I needed to accomplish. It was just those those are good qualities that you had. And I learned to take those good qualities and just be me instead of feeling like, oh, I have to be this, I have to be that. Because I have coworkers, well, ex-coworkers. That, you know, they feel like they have to be so so this and so that. That they even lied about what they actually did. Just so other people can feel like they were important. And I never want to be like that. I never want to be so embarrassed about who I am and where I am. That I have to pretend and lie about it to, to, to be important around people. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Um, I don't really like talking about you know, what I do professionally around people, it just doesn't, I don't know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem, it's not a conversation. I don't want to talk about work unless I'm at work. You know what I mean? Like when I'm not, well, I don't, I just feel like, especially in the, in the type of crowds that we're, we are in, I don't want to be defined as what I do. So I feel like when I, when I mention what I do automatically, oh, well, you know, oh, you, you, oh, you must be super smart. Oh, well, you must be do. You know, this and that. And it's like, you know, people are already start labeling me. And it's like, I'm doing what I'm doing now because of just natural talent and where God wants me to be. It has nothing to do with just me being better than anybody or me. Um, I don't like when people elevate me because I'm not there because I'm better than anybody. It's just I'm there because of my natural and at that point, you shouldn't elevate yourself either. You know what I'm saying? Like, people might elevate you by you telling them certain things, but you shouldn't be at a point to where you elevate yourself either because what you are, I was thinking about this um, at the church service, what you are and what you do has nothing to do with you. Right. Whatever, Even if you make a lot of money, that money is not for you. That money is for you to do something with it. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Your your knowledge, what you've learned, that's not for you to just harbor over it for yourself. That's for you to use it to help spread and help people. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's but that's my mind frame. That's your mind frame as well. That's not a lot of people's mind frame, but that's the way I well, feel about it. That's why a lot of people can make a there's people right now that are making a crap load of money. They're working for companies that people probably would um piss on people for um i was gonna say the other thing but 
that's pretty uh <laughs> that's pretty derogatory as well uh, but i'm saying like i'm serious like people have lives that people would kill for and they're not happy yeah yeah you know people are in relationships that people would kill to have that are not happy yeah and the bottom line of all those things is that they're living this fantasy of yeah. what they think they should and and they have no idea of who they are I definitely agree. And I take all that to say, uh, I don't like you, but I love you. Why? Right? You don't I, like me? I kind of like you. I kind of like you. I like you a little bit. Uh, maybe a little bit. But we need, we need to watch the um, next episode, the last episode of uh, Love Is. Oh, love I love, is. love Yeah, is. it's dope. It's dope. Everybody has to watch it. I like it too. I just tried out to seem as sentimental as she does. Like because she, it's bringing back a lot of memories. Whatever. Me. She get all mushy really? and stuff. Okay. Don't, be, don't try to touch me. Uh, whatever. I will touch you whenever I want to. Whatever. Yeah. But nah, it's a great, um, it's a great series for uh, anybody to watch. If you all have a chance, love is, love is. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of changed my whole perspective because I, with, with relations, I always just say that um, it takes more than love. You know, I'm thinking about it from a very human, I guess, perspective. It takes more love to build a relationship. But, no, actually, it, it takes nothing but love because love is defined as so many things. Yeah, well, there's no definition for love. I'll say that. There is no definition for love. You can create the definition for love for your situation. But the next person can create their definition for love. And it'll be totally different, but you have to look at it and be like, "Yeah, I agree." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think everybody will sign off on what every what anybody would say that's in love. Whatever they say, the definition of love is, they'll sign off on it. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I feel about it. Um, this it's a dope series. Uh, I, I can't wait to see the last episode. I'm glad. I, well, not, I'm not glad it's the last episode. It's not but the last episode. They it's still. Showing it's just yeah, but it's gonna it's gonna take a while, and I be hating it. But I'm saying I'm glad it is because I keep on I think about it. You know what I'm saying? I want to see what the next one is. Like you had to force me to go get a haircut yesterday. You had to force me to take little man to get a haircut. Man, I was gonna be a nappy head joke, and little man still was gonna be nappy headed, and we were gonna chance it on a Sunday to get our haircuts today. I guess for us it's more nostalgic. Yeah, uh, yeah, the way we. Kind of fell. It was quick. It was quick. It wasn't as quick as them, but it was quick because you told me you love me super early. Okay, we. This is that'll be a whole other podcast. This you did. This dude over here. I told you super early. It was like, early. You have um. You try. To, you have selected memory, dude. Like right. seriously. So it did, was early. did you tell me first or did I tell you first? You. Who do, told? Do we even want to go there? No, we're you asking. Have, you may not have vocalized it, right. but you love me. Don't even. Don't even play you love me before I loved you. Whoa. You feel that way? Well, maybe you were in love with me before I knew that I was in love with you. I guess I shouldn't put it that way. Yeah, and I still can't agree with that one. Well, I guess that'd be another podcast is I if I if I start talking, you're not gonna wanna shut up, so Nah I'm not Well, we still kinda early though. I just wanna get in there with the dude, man. I, well, I want him to jump what in here. Early, I thought we were talking for that for a long time. Nah, it's not even an hour. It's coming up on an hour. Okay. 
Yeah, so we're still kind of... Little man probably passed out. Nah, he's up. I guarantee he's up. Oh, he want to do the podcast. Let him come in for a little know, bit. Go, hold on. So while we um, go ahead and break this down, because little man wanted to speak and say something. Now he be in his feelings. Don't little hurry, man. Hurry up so you can get on the podcast. Hurry up. We got no pants on. Look at him. He's here smiling. Go ahead, Jr. You better start saying stuff, because if you don't say anything, you're not going to be able to get on here at all. But I'm, but I'm thirsty. Oh, now you're thirsty? So you don't want to talk? I do want to talk. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, say excuse me. Excuse me. You can't burp on the podcast. Be close to the mic. Okay, okay. It's right. So, uh, introduce yourself, little man. What's your name? Cody. Cody what? Cody Jackson Jr. But but we are not doing that on the podcast. Uh, so what did you want to say that was so important that you threw an attitude? Uh, you just have to practice on your letters, so, so you can learn your letters. Say it again louder. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to practice on your letters, yeah, because you need to learn your letters. Everybody needs to learn their letters. Good job, right? So you can be what smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any other words of four-year-old wisdom? Anything else you want to say? Uh. uh Come on now, hurry up, cause I'm about to turn it off. We just want to get on the podcast. Well, you're on it. You're on it. And we want to listen to the people of the world. You want to listen to the people, or you want to talk to the people of the world? Say it in the mic, boo boo. Say it in the microphone. You want to listen to the people of the world? Yeah. Okay, but you want to talk to the people of the world as well, right? Because that's why you're on the podcast. You're daddy, talking. They're li- they're listening um, to you. Daddy, daddy, can I can I get can I get on mamas? No, baby, you sit right there and do that, or we're gonna get off. All right, we're about to get off you're anyway. Wasting airtime. We're about to get off anyway. All right, tell everybody uh bye bye. Bye bye. What's your name? Cody Langston Jr. Is it uh what? what Cody Langston Jr. Okay, okay but what? Okay, you, so it's what a rap. It's a rap, right? Say it, it's a rap. It's a rap. Mm. All right. I ain't like that. All right, now, now the podcast done. No, okay, it's done now. Yay. Yeah.